Hi, and welcome to What the English, the Adult Migrant Learner podcast, where we speak to adult migrant learners about their English language journey and discover the trials and triumphs of learning a new language and assimilating to the Australian way of life. I'm your host, Emma Omran. I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land and pay respects to their elders past and present. I also extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Hi everyone and welcome to Series 3 of What the English? In Series 3 we speak to second generation youth about growing up in a bilingual household. Episode 1 introduces Dawood Dawood is 15 years old and has one brother and one sister. Dawood was born in Indonesia and would like to pursue music and science in the future. Let's listen to his story. Hi Dawood, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> That's good. Thank you so much for being my first guest in this new series, so series three of What Let's, the English. Let's go. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about yourself, your age, background, about your family? Okay, um, 15 years old. I was born in Indonesia and I moved to Australia when I was very little, four months old. So I've basically known Australia my whole life. I like playing music, especially the piano is what I play. I like playing video games and I enjoy spending time with friends. Okay, excellent. Thank you. That's great, Dawood. I just want to ask you a few more questions about languages and obviously, even though you were born in Indonesia, like you said, you were raised here from a young age. So can you discuss some of your experiences growing up in a bilingual household? From what I can remember, I was pretty much unaware that I, I came from another country. Like, it was really funny. I thought that all the Indonesian stuff was just like extra stuff that everyone else does. But <laughs> it's, yeah, quite funny. It's funny to see like how different food and experiences and like beliefs have influenced me so much. I thought everyone was just like this. I thought maybe everyone knew. But being Indonesian, it's, uh, it's different because... I don't actually get to meet much Indonesian people around my age. Mm. Everyone... Everyone's like, hey, what country are you from? Indonesia, Indonesia, Indonesia. He's like, I even got one time, are you Filipino? And I just looked at them with a blank stare. Just, that's what they deserve. I just looked at them with a blank stare. Yeah, so that's frustrating for you? Slightly frustrating, but then it's, again, it's funny to to laugh. (laughs) Yeah, obviously, you know, it's something that, Commonly is what people ask, you know, where are you from? It's curiosity. Yeah, it's curious. It's curiosity. But how does it make you feel when, you know, when you say Indonesia and you can sort of see that it's something that they're not really familiar with? Do they ask follow-up questions at all or do they just have that face? (laughs) (laughs) The face. The face. The face. The face. (laughs) People are just curious to know, like, what country, and that's okay. And sometimes, yeah, they're just like, oh, okay, then, sure. They know what Indonesia is, but most people don't really follow up on that. Some people do, and it's like, 
it's nice to talk about where I'm from because it's not really that common in my experience. Normally, I just, people really don't mind. They just like me having around. But talking about where I'm from, in a way, it's quite liberating an experience because I get to share what Indonesia means to me. Yes. And, and that more people know a little bit more about country. And I'm, I'm grateful that they're asking me and not Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, yes. I like that, Dawoodi. You're yes. right, actually. That's, um, it's much better than turning to a screen. Yes. Actually asking Ding someone face to face. And then that way you're giving them a response from a real experience, from someone who's actually had that experience. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, can you tell me a little bit more about growing up like within your family and actually being exposed to two languages, so Indonesian and then alternating between Indonesian and English? Can you tell me maybe a little bit more about that and maybe some experiences that you've had where maybe sometimes you're speaking Indonesian and then something happens and, yeah. you know, maybe you can't sort of find a word yeah. that can express what you're trying to express in either one of the languages. Can you just tell me yeah. a little bit more about that? Uh, I'll be honest here. I, I suck at speaking Indonesian. Like, <laughs> like, like, seriously, I can't speak fluently if my life depended on it. But the thing is, I can fully understand Indonesian. Like, whatever people are saying, I can fully understand them. So don't try and gossip about me in Indonesian. <laughs> I, I'll, okay. I'll know. I'll know what you're trying to say. I just that. I can't tell you off in Indonesia or whatever. <laughs> okay, so we need to be careful of that. Okay, yes. that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. I do speak English a lot of the time. I have been trying to like mix and match with a bit of Indonesian, but when I just can't find that one word, my brain just stands there awkwardly for me and I just give up and just, just say what I want to. Yeah. Have you delved more into exploring either language a little bit more deeply? And what are your thoughts about either one of them? I don't really delve too much because I just use my language to speak to other people. It's, I mean, sure, it's, have, it's nice to speak another language, but then at the end of the day, I'm like, whoa, I, did I say something really bad in this language? I, uh-huh. I might as well be the Arnold Schwarzenegger in English. I sound like really <laughs> weird. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, why do I sound like a robot in this voice? <laughs> That's a really good point because, as you know, with with this particular podcast, we're looking at, you know, sharing people's stories and talking about languages and particularly talking to migrants about mm. their language, their experience moving to a new country and, and learning English. Yeah. So you can see then from what you've just said how they feel when they're trying to speak and learn English and, you know, they hesitate a lot and they have that same feeling. Yes. I used to have quite a few friends who are, who are struggling English. Maybe when I was in grade three, when I was much younger, being the little uh, airhead I am, I'm like, why can't they speak English? It's really easy. (laughs) But then grade five and six, I realized, Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Yes. But and I still had friends who were struggling and actually I knew what was happening that this time so <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. And so in terms of your family and particularly your parents, 
when you were growing up, were they speaking to you in Indonesian or again, would they sometimes make that change between Indonesian and English growing up? What was that like? They just speak to me in Indonesian because, yeah, like I said, I fully understand. Sometimes, rarely, they speak English, but they just tell me everything in Indonesian. Like, I need to go eat dinner, I need to clean up my room. Have you done something very bad? <laughs> yes. How do you say, have you done something very uh, bad in Indonesian? Like I said, not really the greatest <laughs> in speaking Indonesian. You don't even want to attempt. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, can you just tell me a, a very simple, common phrase or mm. that you use in Indonesian? Please, brain, please. Um, <laughs> good morning is salamat pagi. That's very, that's very common. Yeah. I hope I can say this right. Um, aku namanya Dawood, which means my name is Dawood. Oh, okay. Uh, so for all the Indonesian listeners out there, please I know, don't sue me. Be, I know. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> no, I'm sure they'll be, they'll be good. They won't be judging. <laughs> They'll be fine. Please. So do, do you think that people should be encouraged to learn more than one language? And if so, why? Oh, definitely. Um, there are like lots and lots of languages. If I can remember correctly, there's about 500 different languages between 7 billion people. That's that's just astounding. Like so many people speaking different languages. Uh, learning another language is basically a door to like so many new people. Mm. Like mm. the things you could learn going to a different country or just speaking to the local community. It's just like something that you can relate to. I think you said that really well. You made really good points there. Yeah, definitely. You know, opening that door into learning about, you know, other people and and exploring and, you know, being involved in the community. No, you made really good points there. I, I completely agree with that. And if I had to say to you, Dawood, so when I say the word language, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Language. First thing that comes to mind is definitely communication. At its bare bones, language is just a way of meaning what sound means this? So if you think about it, asking people's names like, what sound should I call you? <laughs> if, yeah. you think about it. if you think about language as in speaking, then there are so many different languages to help communicate between like me and other people and the neighbor, even the shopkeeper, just, just so many different ways. But if you want to think more deeply about language and think beyond language as just a form of communication, language is basically a way to connect to people. Beautiful. Like, I like that. Connection. Yes, yes. Connection. Yes. Like there are many artists and songs and music, even like poetry, literature, they convey so many different meanings through metaphors and so many different ways mm. and con to convey a different meaning or reading between the lines. Yeah. 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 Music is often also often called the universal language because everyone knows music. Everyone can like relate to a beat or a melody mm. and using that, you can create like a very meaningful experience out of music. You can play a song with someone on the other side of the world, but you're still able to connect. It's astounding. It's amazing. It really is. I mean, even with art, visual, very visual um, 
interpretations. Mm. They convey mm. so many messages, even, even if I have no idea what they're trying to say. Oh, yes. You articulated that really well. And again, wow. And because we're now talking about other forms of communication and expressing yourself I believe that all comes under the banner of, you know, language, communication, connection, all of that is intertwined. And I just want to ask you, now that we're talking about it, I know that you play piano and you would like to pursue music and science. What other things would you like to do moving forward? This question's always so hard because it's always the future is like, I don't want to think about the future. I'm very happy where I am now. Oh, look at that. Look at that wisdom. Oh, wow. Just, you know, 15 year old. Yes. You know, just living in the moment, being present. Some, it's great. <laughs> yes. Sometimes you even have to remember the past. I saw it. Sometimes you need to spend some time <laughs> in the past. Like for her, all I know, I could be the Doctor Who. Woo. Traveling through his time and space. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. If you did have to say, um, some other avenues, like some other avenues that you enjoy, what would they be? If I can't become a musician, I definitely want to go somewhere with art and stuff because even though normally I like doing maths and everything with logic, I quite enjoy doing things that express myself more because it's fun. It's like, it's just a different way of doing things. Yeah. Even as simple as like, becoming an author or becoming even becoming a poet or or even becoming like I don't know a, a graphic designer seriously seeing the way that people can do with even with traditional like paints pencils all throughout to like modern technology like those ridiculously expensive billion dollar budget movies <laughs> I swear, I swear we, we have so many tools to yes. like express so many stuff. Yes. I, and just by using like the simplest thing. The sim- even the, the simplest, simplest thing. Yeah. Yes, definitely. For sure. I could create a whole nation with a pencil for what I know. Oh, wow. Look at that. Wow. That's amazing. It's been so nice uh, talking to you, Dawood. And thank you so much for spending time and, and actually giving me your time to be able to have this chat with you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And I thought maybe we could end by you saying thank you or goodbye or whatever <laughs> or whatever it is that you like yes. in Indonesian. Great. Come on, David, please please move your mouth in the proper way. Uh kasi. I really thank you for all being here and listening. And yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by What the English, the Adult Migrant Learner. Produced by Martin Franklin East Coast Studio. Please subscribe and share this podcast with your network.